O-T-B-G-A-A. Hurling games, all we can do is do our absolute best, and, but we have to dust ourselves down and we have to go again. Just be the best that you can be after that. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I am delighted to be joined by Republic of Ireland footballer and ambassador Stephanie Roach, who is unveiling a unique collaboration between Carlsberg 00, the FAI and the Square Ball in Dublin. The gig, Ireland's first women's sports bar to celebrate the girls in green. The women's national team became the first ever side to qualify for the FIFA Women's World Cup last year. However, 67% of people believe that there would be more hype if it were the men who qualified for a World Cup, revealed research from iReach Insights, commissioned by Carlsberg 00. Could we be doing better? Probably, or most likely, I would say. Uh, for more details, keep an eye on the Square Ball website and Carlsberg Social. So, Stephanie, it's great to have you here. Um, I know it's possibly been a bit of a strange couple of weeks for you. With You've been out with injury, but how have you enjoyed watching the Shamrock Rovers team do quite well for their first season in the league? Yeah, it's it started quite well. Um, I think it's good because we got a lot of positive results without really kind of hitting our full flow yet, you know. So um, it's been obviously unfortunate being out with the injury. I got injured uh, in our second game against Treaty. So hoping to get myself back as fit as possible. Um, I hit the eight-week mark on Saturday and did a lot of rehab work at Rovers. Um, they're looking after me really well, which is good. Um, they obviously have uh, a lot of, uh, I suppose, kind of, experience in the injury too the injury is a hamstring injury a tear on my kind of tendons on the T-junction which uh, Neil Farouge I think had an issue with it as well so they've kind of they've learned all the things to do so hopefully that will help me get back a little bit quicker <laughs> It sounds like you're in the right spot anyways if yeah. you are going to have that injury are you at the stage where you know you're back on the pitch in training sessions and stuff or are you still kind of rehabbing to yourself? Yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting one because I've been able to actually do quite a lot of kind of running and stuff on it. Um, I've been able to kind of do a lot of kind of 70% type of stuff. I've yet to kind of get back to my full stride in terms of a sprint. Um, but I joined back in training on Friday just in terms of kind of doing the passing drill, the warm-up um, and kind of being like a floater in the games of possession and stuff like that. So I'm definitely making progress and getting there. Um, I have an ultrasound on Friday just to check on how it's healing and, and where we're at in terms of being able to get to a more 90% sprint and run. So that's kind of next on the agenda now is to get myself ready for that. And yeah, hopefully I'll be back on the pitch as soon as possible because definitely missing it. And as I said, the girls are doing really well at the minute. So I want to get back in there and, and hopefully play my part. Yeah, cause so for anyone who hasn't been following along, you guys so far have won five, drawn three games and lost none, which is always the sort of start that you want. And I think probably since a lot of the names that were familiar that were going to Rovers to people, there was an expectation that, you know, the team would be able to perform well in the league, but also not knowing when an outfit hasn't played together ever before, how it was going to be. Is this kind of the sort of place that you guys hoped to be at at this stage of the season? I mean, you're only a point behind Galway and P-Mount are in first and second place respectively. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts um, that we need to bring together. I think, as I said already, I think we've done reasonably well considering we haven't really hit full flow yet. And I think um, a lot of different players from different clubs coming in. Um, Obviously, as I said, very talented players, but it's getting that group to work together and and play the style of play that Rovers want to play. Um, 
but I think we've done really well so far. As I said, I think um, the promising thing is is that we're we're picking up good results without really playing to our best potential just yet. You know, as I said, it's going to take time for it to click and and different players to get used to playing with each other. And and as I said, the way Rovers want to play is very high intensity, and we want to keep the ball and play a good style of football. So we're getting there. And um, obviously, there's been a couple of results where um, we, we don't want to be drawing games. We want to be going in and winning, you know. So then hopefully uh, the, the wins will come uh, as the season goes on. But definitely it's been a promising start and still a lot to come. Well, you talk about drawing games. One of the big ones was that matchup against P-Mount and I host the Koi Gig podcast with Karen Duggan and she was uh, particularly upset after that. I know she had her own woes on the pitch that day. What was it like for you as I was watching that game? You do have your history with P-Mount as well and there's a there's a good rivalry, I think, being built between the two sides, even if this is just Shamrock Rover's first uh, year in the league. Yeah, look, I think obviously I know Karen really well. Um, and it was a strange one when she was stepping up to take the penalty because obviously being our teammate for so many years, you never want to see her missing the penalty. But with it being against us, you're hoping that Mando will save it. Um, and thankfully she did. But yeah, no, look, Karen's a solid player and been unbelievable for, for a female over the years. So um, it was disappointing for her. But obviously I think the way the game panned out, um, I don't think we performed to the highest level we know we can. Um, we, were, we were poor at times. Um, but I think every player knows, as I said, there's still a lot more to come from the team and to get a draw away to P-Mounts, who are a very good team, um, was was a decent result. Um, but definitely um, new rivalries being built in the league. Um, obviously, as you said, a few players have come from different clubs to go to Rovers. So a lot of clubs probably aren't happy with Rovers as a club, you know, they're losing some of their players to them. So that's that's natural. It's, it's football. It's how it works. And um, I think we as players um, expect that a little bit. But at the same time, Rovers is who we're with now. And that's the club that we have to, to represent and do well for. So it's about just trying to pick up the best results as we go. And obviously, we play P-Mount in Tallis Stadium um, in a couple of months now. So the next month, about month three in now, Jesus. So <laughs> have that return fixture coming up too. So it'll be a, a, a great game again, I hope. Yeah, I did enjoy chatting to Emma Byrne about the players that were moving about. And I think it was probably because so many players didn't move at once before in the league because people tended to stick around either where they lived or where they were working or whatever it might be. And she was like, sure, that's just football. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. This is this is what we want for the league. We want like clubs to be competitive with each other and kind of pulling the best players all around the place because that means that, you know, there's the capacity to do that. And that's what comes with professionalism or semi-professionalism. Um, it's at loan for you guys at the weekend who were very much the surprise package to a lot of people last week or last year. How are, is the team kind of feeling and shaping up heading into that one? Yeah, again, another another club who I think have come on leaps and bounds. Obviously, kind of recently new to the league in terms of, uh, obviously the league is what, 10 years old now, so or longer, just longer, isn't it? Yeah, so they've come in um, a couple of years and last season they really showed that they could challenge um, they're a very difficult team to play against they made the game hard um, very good defensively and they also have some exciting talent going forward obviously Chloe Singleton coming in from Galway as well very good attacking player and they've loads of threats all over the pitch um, but again it's going to be a competitive hard fought game and yeah we're just preparing in the best way we can to get down there and get a result um, and yeah it's going to be another good game I think as you said, as Emma said, I think the, the fact that players are moving around the league, it shows that the, the, the league is becoming more professional. Um, I think you can see that in, in the games. I think the games have been really good. You know, any game I go to watch or I watch on LOI TV have been 
very, very entertaining. And that's a, a credit to the league and a credit to the players within the league and the clubs that are putting the work in to make sure there's a, a level maintained within the league and, and hopefully it can keep progressing and, and get better and better. But yeah, big game against that loan. And as I said, we're taking each game as it comes. We're doing our best to try and I suppose hit the form that we want to hit because the standards are high at Shamrock Rovers, obviously. Um, so hopefully we can get a win and push on to the next game. That's interesting because there is almost that push and pull where there are clubs in the league who are prepared and able to make that move into professionalism a little bit more, such as Shamrock Rovers. That was like the whole thing that they said when they started up that they wanted to, you know, have a bar and make that the bar that people had to live up with. Or even you look at Sligo Rovers, not so much on the professionalism side, but when they were first starting up their women's team, they said we wanted to get our underage setups correct first so that we had that pipeline. And I think the it seems anyways from, you know, someone who watches the league and follows the league that a lot of clubs are trying to learn the lessons of maybe what went wrong for some of the League of Ireland men's side of clubs when they were making that transition and avoiding those potholes if possible. Is that something that you feel from inside the league as well? Yeah, of course. I think it's important for clubs to to deal with the right way. It has to be sustainable. It has to be, I suppose, you have to have a flow of players coming through. Um, as I said before, we have our Rovers a mix of kind of experienced players who come in from other clubs, but we also have very good underage players who came through the underage setup at Rovers too. So um, it's important that teams have that. Um, I think it's important that it's not just kind of a senior team. I think it's important to have like a whole club behind it, you know, so I think definitely teams who are doing that, the likes of Sligo, um, I know Bray are doing that as well in terms of their under-17s and under-19s and the hope then is to go and have a senior team as well in the future. So look, hopefully more and more teams can get involved. So I think... Um, it's important to kind of have that link between the the men's teams and the women's teams as well, because that creates an atmosphere, creates fan base. You know, I think um, we've had good um, numbers coming to all of our games. And I think that's because we have a team like uh, the men's team and Rovers doing really well. So a lot of their fans are hoping to get behind the women's team as well. So, yeah, I definitely think there has to be um, a foundation to, to what they want to do going forward. And it has to be sustainable, as I said. So um, having that, um, I suppose, uh, come true of players as such from the underage system into the senior team is, is going to be important for clubs going forward and look I just want to see the team or the, or the league progressing I want to be more professional I think we've we've been crying out for kind of a more semi-professional league over a number of years and obviously I know you said for some clubs it's easier than others and um, everybody needs to help and hand to get there and um, but hopefully as I said the, the league will keep progressing and, and clubs can continue to, to do the good work they're doing to make um, the league better and better Definitely. And like for you, what does those, what did those next steps look like? Because I know there was a lot of progress made this year and there was certain, you know, things put in place to make sure that like clubs were able to give players semi-professional, professional, amateur, whatever it might be, contracts and to make sure that the, I suppose the, the systems were right for you. What, what are the next steps over the next however many years? I mean, it's kind of an open-ended question because you could achieve it in three years or it might take 10 years as well, depending on how quickly everyone in the league can get up to speed. Yeah, I think you can take probably, um, you can look at other leagues across the world who have tried to do it. Um, ones that have worked and ones that haven't worked. Um, I think financially, um, there needs to be money put into it. Obviously, where's that going to come from is the question. Um, obviously, the girls qualifying for the World Cup will will be good for the league overall in terms of financial gain, in terms of being able to to financially kind of support the teams and give them what they need. And um, I think it just has to be done the right way. Obviously, look, 
there's there's more kind of suppose intelligent people around the the league that that can kind of think of what might work and how it might work. But for me as a player, um, and I think it's funny you, you mentioned Emma there, like when players are moving around, she's like, oh, well, that's what happens in professional football. Whereas I think some people's reaction to players moving to Rovers was like, for me, I was looking kind of going like, I don't understand why there's such an uproar about it. Obviously there's just club losing good players and obviously players going from Shells to Rovers. Shells obviously have a, a good history in terms of men's football as well. But I think that's how professional football works, you know, and I think there's got to be a mindset that players have to do what's best for them as players. You know, it's a World Cup year. And do you want to be going to a club if you're going abroad? Do you want to go where you're training five nights a week and have the best facilities to get yourself in the best uh, shape possible? Or do you want to be training with your friends twice a week and having fun? You know, that's kind of what you have to think about. It's, it's about making things more professional. It's about it being about football and about progressing as a footballer. And I think that's kind of, I suppose, the shift in mentality that has to happen within the league here for it to, to reach the potential that it can reach. And as you say, it does kind of add to the bite and the spice of games a little bit as well. You know, if someone's looking at, say, you playing against P-Mount and you're saying you, know, you watch Karen step up there taking a penalty and you're trying to, like, change your mind. OK, not on the same team anymore. You know, all that adds to it and adds to the storylines. And if you're a more casual fan, it entices you in as well. So there are so many benefits that do come with a more fluid league, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Um I want to ask you, you mentioned the national team a couple of times here. This weekend marks the 50th anniversary of the women's national team existing in Ireland. And I had the pleasure of interviewing some of the original team on Friday and um, when they were being honoured. And it was, a, it was a lovely event and like full credit to the FAI. They really pulled out all the stops to make those women feel like their contribution was important, which it was. Um. Well, I want to ask you, because it was funny, I was having talking to a lot of them and they were like, gosh, we never imagined we'd be here. We never imagined the girls would be going to a World Cup. It's amazing. And I know even you've said before in your career coming, you know, 30, 40 years later that you never imagined that there would be professionalism or reaching a World Cup. And it shows, I suppose, how far we actually have come in the last 10 years or so as a squad. Yeah, and I think even as you said, it's the shift in mentality because as you said, then women who played that game 50 years ago probably never thought it would come. But even 10 years ago, you were probably looking going, oh, I don't know how close we are to getting there, you know. Um, I think it's just the professionalism that's come into the, to the women's team over the last number of years. It's been clear to see. I think you can see all of the players are fit, they're strong, they're technically and tactically aware of what's needed to win games. And I think... Um, it's just brilliant to see us being able to compete at that level. And um, I remember being at the game in Scotland. Um, and as you mentioned, I keep mentioning Emma now. She's, she was there obviously doing a bit of work for yourselves. And I was there with RTE and we seen each other after the game. And like, it was just like, it was an emotional thing. It was just like, Jesus Christ, we've actually qualified for a World Cup. And like both just genuinely happy to see it finally happen, you know. And I think anyone who's ever been involved in, in football in the women's game here in Ireland, I think will feel the same way. It's just... It's a huge step for the, for the game. It's a huge step for anyone who's ever been involved, who's volunteered and given their time over the years to finally see us make that breakthrough is, is really, really special. And I just hope it's the first of any major tournaments. And um, I think it will be. I think the team has made huge strides forward. And for me, I, I always say this and I feel like I'm probably repeating myself, but I have to keep progressing. It has to be a can't just be set up for what what we have. We have to keep on moving with the with the other countries and with our nations and the other leagues that are moving forward. We have to keep doing that as well because I think from my experience playing abroad in professional leagues, 
the only difference is this professionalism because the players are here. We have some fantastically talented players across the board in the Women's National League and obviously you've seen in the international setup over the years, but it was just that kind of final hurdle that we were missing. And I think that's finally can't come with uh, we're getting to the World Cup, but, but definitely the talent is here. It's just about pushing it forward and giving every player that extra bit of help to try and make the breakthrough and, and get to that highest level. Yeah, it's something that we've been trying to really push home that as exciting and as, you know, great it will be to actually get to a World Cup. We need to make sure that like the FAI and the league and the clubs and everyone else here like feels the benefit of that and that they're pushing on and making sure that that, I suppose, that the young Kayla McCabe's or Denise O'Sullivan's or Amber Barrett's or whoever it is across the country, that the pathways are there for them. And this isn't just like a, a one and done because we've seen that in the history of Irish sport before, say like the Irish rugby team and stuff. And we don't, we don't want that to be the same thing here. And um, for yourself at the moment, I know you said about moving and it being with an eye to the world cup. Are you just focusing on the moment of getting back on the pitch and getting over this injury? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, um, been out for for eight weeks now, um, trying to push back to get myself fit. Um, I've been involved with the home base sessions kind of all the way through, um, and now at the moment it's just about getting fit. And I'm constantly asked about the World Cup and my chances and everything else, and it's it's natural people always say it to me. Um, and for me, it's just about really getting myself right for Rovers. And even before the injury, it was about playing well for Rovers because that's what gets you in the into Vera's eyes I suppose in terms of, of seeing you performing well and um, yeah get myself fit get back playing for Rovers and um, a few of the young players are doing quite well as well so I'm going to have my work cut out getting back into the team too so I uh, have to make sure that I do that and then we'll go from there I hope we get back involved with the home base squad and the sessions and and yeah just take it away game by game and day by day in terms of, of where I get to but yeah I'm really excited to get back on the pitch really excited about the upcoming World Cup and, and the Women's National League here as well so it's it's a good time for women's football I feel like they're like ghosts on my shoulder, but uh, Emma Byrne was at one of the home-based training sessions this week and she was yeah. saying on the Koyuk podcast, she's like, Karen, I don't know how you're keeping up with all these young ones. She's like, they're very good. And Karen was like, I'm still here, aren't I? And she was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Very you use your head sometimes more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Karen was like, I know when to throw a shoulder and they don't know that too much just yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, I saw that you were one of the lucky few who made it into Dublin Castle for the visit of Joe Biden when he was here. How was that experience for you? Yeah, it was a little bit surreal to be honest with you because I we got the invitation. I got the invitation and it was obviously single invite only, so I went by myself. And I remember going kind of not really knowing what to expect. I just presumed there'd be loads of people there because like why were you asking me? <laughs> I got there and it was like I seen Stephen Kenny was there and I got chatting to him and then we were both kind of looking around going, it doesn't seem to be many people here. And then there was like a a table setting and stuff so we went looking at that and I was like geez there's not many here at all like so it was obviously a huge privilege to be asked along to it and as I said it was quite surreal because we were sitting very close to him I got the chat to him I got a selfie with him and I was actually sitting beside one of his right hand men as well so he was like you know he loves a selfie go up and ask him and I was kind of like you know the typical Irish person like hovering around yeah (laughs) I I don't want to be going wrecking his head so I kind of I went up and then I sat back down and it was only because uh, Mike was his name, Mike Donegan, he kind of said to me, oh, go on back up, go on back up. I went up again and I, I got the picture and, and he was chatting to me a little bit. He said his, his granddaughter played State in America or played State in America, so she has an interest in football too. So uh, it was quite uh, relatable and quite chatty. And as I said, it was just a, a great honour to be asked along to it. Yeah, I think I saw there was only something like 160 people there. So you definitely deserved the invite <laughs> and did well to get in there. Exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, well, Stephanie, thank you so much to, for chatting to us. It's been really great. And I hope you get back on the pitch very, very soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.